Hey, it's your girl Ash Michelle with Two Line Magazine. We got the David uh, Banner in here. Uh, Rapper, actor, producer, humanitarian, like all that stuff. Let me tell y'all something. She, <laughs> she's smiling, and y'all know how I feel about being on time. Uh, I was late yesterday, so she actually burning up over there. Like, no, no. Let me tell you, it all worked out yeah. because this is an even better location. The other place is black owned. We love to do our interviews in black owned businesses, so we're hearing premium goods uh -huh. showing out. Uh, well, they, they really, they really did. They set me up because they know I'm a sneakerhead. <laughs> So like, wow, I'm taking my interview. I'm like, I want this. I want that. <laughs> no, but seriously though, man, I, I, I thank y'all, man. Um, I love, you know, the way that y'all handle business and I'm actually grateful. You know, we, we, we had a listening party, you know, a couple of days ago mm -hmm. in Houston and it was spiritual. Mm -hmm. Like the city showed up and showed out for me, man. And um, some of those people hadn't been in the same room right. for a long time, man. And it was so cold that we turned all the cameras off and like had grown man and woman talk. Mm. Just amongst influencers, you know, people from radio, you know, people that are writers, musicians, producers, and really talked about like, what can we do as a culture to drive forward? Because in so many cases, people take our culture. Yes. And, and it's not a problem, mm -hmm. but nobody from the city is able to benefit from it. Right. You know, we, we watched that happen to Houston and Texas as a whole. We watched that happen in New Orleans as a whole, mm -hmm. and nobody from the city was able to benefit off of it. We watched it happen to Memphis right. in a big way, and nobody from the city really didn't get the benefit off of it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's a little bit different with Atlanta because Atlanta is such a hub now, mm -hmm. and that's where mm -hmm. Delta is, and so people can fly in and out. So there's a better opportunity, especially with like 80 movies right. being shot at a time there. So it's like we as Southerners have to be a little bit more strategic. And I think we need to talk and plan mm -hmm. with the cameras off. You know, uh, Latoria, who is my publicist, we sat down and, and, and right now we're making a strategic plan of how we can make sure that we benefit off of our culture mm -hmm. and the resurgence of somebody who is not only fiscally um, moving forward uh, mentally, but also physically, because um, I figured out that cotton and ropes have never done nothing for a black man in the South. Mm -hmm. So I'm done wearing shirts and ties. Like next time you see me, okay. I'm gonna have like bear pelt on my back, and, like no more shirts. I'm going to I'm going to mass at church with no shirt with on. With no you shirt. Know what I'm saying yeah, this was made by God too. I must right. show it. Well, you look so doggone good. I man, watch that. that. I know who's behind the camera. Don't talk to me like that. That, like, I, that man look. back there looking at me, man. He got chains around his arm. The motherfucker start coming up out of his arm. Hold up, man. Don't do me like that, Jack. Look, David gave me a hug to greet me. I was like, oh, shoot. Wait a minute. Okay. I did not grip her, man. Look. I was gripping the grain. That's all I was gripping, man. I'm like, so, okay. And... Moving just a little bit towards your fitness, since yeah. you mentioned that, mm -hmm. you recently lost a bunch of weight. Yep. And I know, you know, people are like, oh, you got to do this. But it, it's a mental state for you to change your mental, mm -hmm. your thinking on losing weight. So yeah. what did you change mentally well, to lose weight and really get fit? Well, number one, um, we have to actually take assessment of ourselves. And... Different people do things different ways, mm -hmm. and you have to respect that. Right. So, like, for me, I really sat down and was honest with myself. I do better 
at very extreme things for short amount of time. Okay. I'm not good at staying consistent for like mm -hmm. three or four months. Mm -hmm. So I did a juice fast where I didn't do nothing but put acidic juices in my mouth and water. Okay. That's it. Um, a couple of choice young ladies, but that's that had nothing to do with that kind of diet. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I okay. Stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. Who been hitting you in the DM? Look. Who have I hit in the DM was the question. No, that's not true. Uh, I'm confused. No. <laughs> no, but seriously, I had, um, <laughs> it's funny when you like yourself. Like, that's good. A, a lot of times, man, I, I, I'm cool just by myself. Yeah, you know that's a good saying? thing. I like me. You got to like yourself first before you can start inviting other people in. And I'm going to finish the diet, but but that's important. Like, for a very long time, I didn't like myself. Mm, really? Yeah. Um, you know, I've, and I never in my life have contemplated suicide, but I do understand why people would. Mm. If, you, if you wake up and don't like the person that you see in the mirror, then you can't really like nobody else. You know, you really can't expect other people to like you if you don't feel that way about yourself. So I figured out I had been doing so much for other people mm -hmm. and causes and, you know, mm -hmm. Katrina and you know, people getting killed by cracker cops and all that kind of stuff. And um, I realized that I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. So literally, I started calling myself him. And the reason why I started calling myself him, because I realized I have to take care of him before I take care of anybody else. Mm. I have to make sure when I get money before I pay anybody, I gotta pay me, right. you know what I'm saying? So if anything happened to anybody else around me, I can take care of them, right. you know what I'm saying? So like, back to the diet, I, um, I realized that I do better at just really harsh things really quick. So mm -hmm. uh, I did nothing but those acidic juices and water. A gallon of water, two gallons of water every day. And then I lost about anywhere from 20 to 26 pounds in one week. But the problem is, and you all, please listen to me. It's not the diet part. It's when you go back immediately mm -hmm. and eat the same stuff that you used to right. eat. And you'll shoot right back up. Right. So the thing is, and people don't, they don't tell you, and I'm not a doctor. Go to a doctor. I always tell people I'm not a therapist and I'm mm -hmm. not a doctor. I can mm -hmm. only tell you what worked for me. Right. So don't listen to me. Consider me. The, the thing is, like is like that. when you're going into a fast, you have to ramp yourself up three days before. Mm -hmm. So like you, the first day you start, you know, eat salad and fruit. The second day, maybe just, you know, one salad. Mm -hmm. Then the third day, maybe eat a little, a little bit of fruit right before you go into the fast. Mm -hmm. So you're getting your body used to it. Because I went to a doctor one time. He said, you can kill yourself. If you go into a fast too fast or yeah. come out of it too fast. Mm -hmm. So imagine not eating no salt or sugar. And then as soon as you come off that fast, you hit your body with sugar. Right. You're going to shop. Yeah, you're going yeah. to fucking shop. Yeah. And so when you come off, you got to do just the opposite. Mm -hmm. The day after the fast, just maybe eat some fruit mm -hmm. or some applesauce. That's what I was okay. eating, applesauce. Next day, maybe a salad and a little bit of fruit. And then the third day. Then when you get back, when you get back, you still can't go back to the bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just, you know, stay on your salads and maybe eat something nice, you know, once a day or so. But with me, I did that and then I rested my body for a week okay. or two. Then I did it again. Right. Because like what happened was I lost, let's say I lost 20 pounds, right? Mm -hmm. Or let's say I lost 25 pounds, right? Then I gained five pounds back when I started eating food because your body shoot back up. Mm -hmm. So that makes it 20 or that, yeah, 20, 15 or 10, let's say that. Then I waited for a week, week and a half, did it again. Mm -hmm. So it was like a three month, process and what I did that was cool 
is I kept my face off of Instagram. Okay. Because if people see you slowly losing weight, mm -hmm. it doesn't have an effect. Right. But if you leave and nobody last time they saw you, you was a fat fuck, and then you come back and you one of the Finest. sexiest mm -hmm. motherfuckers on this planet, <laughs> if you're talking, you know what I'm talking about, man, then you can juice it more. Okay, that makes it. Well, you know what? So now that we got the, the plan, mm -hmm. we're going to put that into action because okay. I've been trying to get my summer body back. It's, okay. it's, so I'm working on it. Okay. But let's go back to making money for our culture because mm -hmm. I know you're a humanitarian mm -hmm. activist. And so what do you think that we can do for our community that, to you know make sure that the money stays in our pocket? By my record? <laughs> Man, I've been, I've been pushing for culture and being a humanitarian and being a freedom fighter for so long. Mm -hmm. And I realized that our people don't have the social uh, competency to take mm -hmm. care of those who, who take care of them. So I'm just telling y'all, like, I'm not coming off of my goals this year. Mm -hmm. The God Box 2, new single, Swinging, featuring Bun B, it's um, called AKA Chad. Mm -hmm. It's dropping on the 27th in Houston. You wanted to come to Houston first, make sure that we present ourselves. But the thing is, I'll spend all day talking about social activism and, and giving people my information and my knowledge mm -hmm. and, and don't end up taking care of my family and my employees. A lot of times I realize it's my fault because mm -hmm. I get so caught in the helping the people that I don't help myself. And right. we just talked about that. Mm -hmm. I need to sell records. I need to make sure. I'm going to tell you all something. Everybody in Texas. Y'all see Latoria all the time. She expensive. Right. So I'm trying to get every <laughs> drop, every interview I can right, get. Exactly. She ain't go to sleep for a day and a half. I'm like, keep your ass up, Latoria. I woke up and said, you still up? You still up? You working? You working? You working? She was like, okay, okay, right. okay. You know, and uh, no, nah, but it's, it's, I'm focused this mm -hmm. year. It, it may sound mean, but. Mm -hmm. I donate some. I donate some money. Yeah. I'm not coming off my game because people will leave you broke and lonely. Yep. People will, right. you know, people will let you fade off into the darkness and they won't fucking help you. And so I was telling, uh, well, we, me and Sali was telling this young lady last night. She was like, you know, activism. You know, don't worry about the money. Activism. And Sali said something so powerful. Mm -hmm. He said, name one song off the God Box One. And she was like, uh. He said, I bet you know swinging though, don't you? She was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, that's what I'm talking about. Right. He gave you a whole album mm -hmm. of knowledge and information. Right. Uh, um, Charlemagne said the God Box One may be one of the best albums of mm -hmm. all time. Mm -hmm. But it's funny, white folks talked about the God Box One more than black folks did. Right. Now they bought them God Boxes, which will be available at davidbanner.com <laughs> right. as soon as possible. But like, it's, 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 it's really important. Mm -hmm. Ask me a question that you've never seen um, um, on any other interview that I've done. Because again, like I said, I, I took a lot of y'all time mm -hmm. yesterday and I want to be able to give yeah. something back to you all's establishment and magazine and, and just y'all social presence. Mm -hmm. Because people do listen to me. Right. Oh no, I, I you know get that. So let's get into it. Let's right. get your, let's talk about Swinging and Chad. Mm -hmm. So you, you kind of mentioned like the mental state. So mm -hmm. like a lot of that anxiety to put out a new record. That's like a lot of pressure. Yeah. You decided to go back with Bun B. You've mm -hmm. been, you know, you've, you know, done features with him mm -hmm. multiple times. It just came off on the verses. Yeah. You know, I was the last person to come out on mm -hmm. the A-Baller MJG and UGK verses. 
and I had my Sachi shirt on, man. Yeah. It, it, it's so funny, though. I got to tell y'all something nobody know, and I, I probably should say this on camera, but I, I was given, I was, I was, in my mind, I was given an old mm -hmm. to pimp by wearing the Sachi shirt and forgot it was pop. They had the Sachi shirts right. on. And I was like, oh man, but I'm still fly. Let's get on right. out here and make it happen. But um, what you gonna ask? What was the question though? Well, I was gonna ask, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. And so, mm -hmm. you know, Bun has even talked publicly about, you know, like social anxiety. So mm -hmm. do you feel like you have any type of anxiety when it comes to like putting out new music? Well, well for me, the problem is coming off of the streets and having the type of background that I had in mm -hmm. the streets as a man and just being so aggressive. My anxiety was like with me now, you know, having this new demigod-like form mm -hmm. that people would no longer respect me for my mind and then just women and just look at me as a piece of meat <laughs> and a whole dinner and I want people to respect me for my mind. If right. you know what I'm talking about. Nah, <laughs> but I'll tell you the biggest anxiety that I have and the white corporations do us like this. Mm -hmm. When you sold as many records as UGK and David Banner and people like we had, like we, uh, like like us, excuse me, mm -hmm. um, they're waiting for you to come out and bomb, mm -hmm. so you won't have the uh, the negotiating power from a business aspect that we used to, you know, from going out and selling hundreds of thousands and millions and millions of records, you know, to come out and you know extremes now. Mm -hmm. and, what black folks don't understand, that's, that's micro money. Right. Like you can't even really calculate that, right. man. And right. we're giving our money away to corporations and not artists. And, and for me, that's the social anxiety because I'm used to being successful. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, don't, I don't deal with failure well. You know, when I used to play basketball out in LA, people used to tease me all the time, like, man, you a rapper, you play like you're trying to get in the NBA. And I told him, like I said, if, if I just wanted to exercise, I get on a fucking treadmill. Right. If I'm going to play, I'm playing to win. Right. Now, what I have learned as I, I've gotten older is you have to decide what you're playing for. Mm -hmm. What's your goal? Mm -hmm. So, like, if I'm playing golf and I'm out there with some businessmen, I'm really not out there to win the actual golf game. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to win myself into certain positions and conversations that they're having on the golf course. And that's the goal. So now I've learned to pick my goals, but like, I'm being honest with y'all. I'm gonna take this shit, you know, and people said that at the listening party. They was, this is really funny. People was like, damn, you rapping your motherfucking ass off. And I had to tell them, I read. Right. I study, I fucking practice. Like, right. the, the reason why a lot of older cats don't get better is because they don't pay attention to what the kid's doing. Mm -hmm. They don't study the game. Um, Sally Robinson, that's the A&R, of the God Box 2, you know, he was the one that made sure I knew who Griselda was. Uh, uh, he was the one that made sure that I knew who all the, the younger rappers that were coming out. He was the one that introduced me to Don Tolliver. He was the one that made sure I knew who Freddie Gibbs was. So like all of these people that you see me mm -hmm. with, it was because like if I'm working on a commercial and I'm working on the movies or I'm writing, like we're writing a movie, you right. know, the, the last draft of our movie. Right. Well, hopefully the last draft. Um, he said, bro, like these are the people you need to know, take this and listen to mm -hmm. it. Because funny enough, I don't stream music. Mm -hmm. Everything that's in my iPod, you can ask him, like, uh, is it an iPod anymore? iPhone, iPhone. excuse me. I sold <laughs> okay, it myself right there. Um, I bought it. 
Because my mentor said, how dare you want somebody to support you and you don't support people. Right. So that's the anxiety of just, just adjusting to a, a new paradigm and understanding that things are not the same anymore, mm-hmm. but you still have to move forward. So it's almost like you got to go ahead and get your, he- your heart broken and just shake that shit off and move on. But you're so knowledgeable and you've been in the industry so long. Mm-hmm. So it, to me, it seems like a bunch of the people that are coming out now, they, it's like this instant gratification. Mm-hmm. It's like they're not learning nothing, not listening to people who are experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, what can you tell them to say, these are the skills I've learned in being experienced and like... Well, I say keep doing what you're doing. Because the real truth is, that is one aspect mm-hmm. of it. But these kids are also creating a new paradigm Mm -hmm. that's working for them like a motherfucker. And they don't look at music the same way that we do, and that's our fault. Like, we can't turn into our parents the same way our parents looked at us. We can't do that to these children. The real real truth is our children are a direct reflection of what we did or did not teach them. Mm -hmm. So if if our kids don't know the history, it's because we didn't sit down and make them. My parents didn't give me a fucking option. Right. Like, I didn't have a choice of what I listened to in their house. Now, what I listened to outside, right. well, my homeboys was different. You but had like, a nice mix of it. Yeah, okay. but, like, we didn't have a choice. And the real truth is the reason why our children are weaker than we are because we remove our kids from the struggle. Mm. If you think about everybody in here, mm-hmm. what made us dope was our adversity. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. My homeboys from Youngstown, Ohio, one of the most violent places on the planet, like Jackson, Mississippi, mm-hmm. where I'm from, but that's what made him a G. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what made him the man that he is today. You know what I'm saying? Salih has seen more death than just about anybody I've ever met, met that wasn't from Cali. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the way that he looks at things, like stuff that'll bother me, he'll be like, well, at least you're alive. <laughs> My homeboy is like, they dead. Yeah. Like, you know, he said one of the hardest things, you mind if I say this? Like, we was talking about something, man, and, you know, his, his brother was murdered. And he was like, bro, at the end of the day, like, like my brother died. And ain't right. nothing worse than that. He was like, so if, if it ain't that, yeah. then it ain't no need, ain't no reason for you to get upset. Right. Like, I show you some shit to get upset about, and I was yeah. like, fuck. And that's my little bro. Yeah. So little bro was telling you, like, nah, bro, like, yeah, this shit is crazy. But it ain't that. Right. And so I was like, well, damn, it damn sure ain't that. Well, let's have a great day today. And it helped push you on. You know what I'm saying? But in order to get to that state, you like, it takes up, it's a process. Mm -hmm. For you to just be like, let me push that and and move through. That's a a huge process. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about the movie you got coming out. First of all, it's hard for a lot of artists to like navigate and move into like an acting role. Mm-hmm. So how were you able to like correlate the two? No, right after Like a Pimp, um, <laughs> when all of my friends were buying cars and chains, um, I was going to LA every, uh, I was going to LA every week going to acting school. Okay. Now, I wish I would have known what I know now. I would have bought me a house or an apartment or a loft or something in LA, but I was literally flying out there every week. Wow. Renting cars, apartments, and, and I'm renting cars. There were no Airbnbs back then, and uh, hotels and stuff. But I've been training since like a pimp. Mm-hmm. So like I've been doing movies and television shows. And one of the things that I tell people, the reason why a lot of black people don't see most of the stuff that I do, 
It's because I don't believe acting is acting like yourself. Mm -hmm. So if it's selling dope and shooting and all that kind of stuff, I don't like those kind of roles because <clears throat> we live that life for real. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not proud of that. Mm -hmm. You know, most people, I, be I believe in, in a lot of cases, they become the soldiers for uh, white insecurity. I don't say white supremacy because mm -hmm. they're not supreme. Um, but if we say that they're supreme, then they are. They are. Right. right? So Wordplay. a lot of stuff that we, we, we do, we don't know, is that we're help ushering, mm -hmm. you know, the negative views that they're trying to push out about our people. So, like, I'm very slow, and I think I do enough of that shit in my music, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to do that as an actor. Mm -hmm. And being that I'm so successful, you know, in our multimedia company, a Banner Vision, y'all go check that out at abannervision.com, I don't have to take every role, you know what I'm saying? Right. So a lot of the a lot of films that I, I'm in, a lot of the movies and TV shows that I'm in, a lot of people don't see because they're of a higher echelon, they vibrate on a higher level. And America has us where we're more attracted um, to lower uh, mm -hmm. vibrational things, mm -hmm. you know, drama, you know what I'm saying? And we see that shit in real life. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna see that in <clears throat> make believe land. So, you know, as much as people would would think it is, it's not a big stretch for me because mm -hmm. I've been doing that for a while now. And um, I think it's, it's time for us to control our own images. Like we can we complain about white folks, but the truth is, <clears throat> I tell my Christian friends this, that I don't believe the story of Jesus is about another man coming back to save you. Mm -hmm. I think the story of Jesus is to, you know, God came down to show you how to bear your own cross. So he's like, I'm going to be the example so you won't have no excuses. I'm coming down in the same form that you come down. Remember that story when Jesus was walking on water and the other yeah. men were walking on water too and then they started doubting themselves right. and they started, started sinking? Mm -hmm. That was an example. You can do what I do. You walking on water just like I'm walking on water. You got the same power that I have mm -hmm. if you know. Right. And it's not even believing. You got to know. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me... You know, I'm going to focus more on movies because I think the reason why black people are afraid of freedom um, is similar to the way that people are afraid of death. Death might be better than living. We are just scared because we don't know that it is. Right. If we really knew what death was, we might walk up a motherfucking building like, fuck this shit. I'm going right. to go to the other side. Bah! You know, so away, man. <laughs> he had to walk off. <laughs> you saw the head there like, bah. Right. Um, but seriously, though. So I believe that we have to show them what freedom looks like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's the reason why we at a Banner Vision make movies. You know what I'm saying? Can I tell you something really quick? Yeah, please. We have a podcast called the David Banner Podcast. Y'all can go check that out. Um, a young man told me one time, Regina is actually on the podcast. Sali is on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And our podcast can be rough at times. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, and Regina is our staff Christian, mm -hmm. and she's the only woman on our podcast. And like we, I don't like to say this because I'm a revolutionary and I am conscious. Say it, say it, um, say it. Go ahead. We some silverback gorillas. I'm just gonna be <laughs> honest with you. Sometimes we'll be talking and just bust out, go oop, and like it'll, no. it'll, it'll come up and oop. Like right. we like, yeah, the black man, oop, oop, oop. <laughs> and uh, Regina got to put up with that all day. And it can be rough sometimes, but somebody told, like a young dude told mm -hmm. me, we love the way that you all treat Regina. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Like no matter how rough it is, y'all make sure that she's okay. okay. Y'all make sure that y'all honor her. One time it was funny. Mm -hmm. uh, we got her a massage on the show. Yeah. So she had the mic and she was still getting a massage. Uh, and she was okay. trying not to go, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> when we were still asking her questions and stuff. Right. But like we take care of her. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if she wants me to tell y'all this. Like, we've been working. Like, well, because I keep working after Latoria go home. But like, uh, day before yesterday, I think I worked 18 hours. And so we, we running and sometimes we forget that she's a woman. Yeah. So I'm getting her a massage and a little spa day today. Aww. I'm getting somebody to come pick her so up. So y'all caught that, right? Take care of black women. Yeah. And there you go. So as long yeah. as you caught that. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, that's what it is. Okay, so you got uh, the movie coming out. You still didn't like tell us when is it coming out? A little oh, bit about, uh, about because, the movie. No, because we're still writing. We're on okay, the last draft okay. of, of writing it. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because I want to make sure that it's the best that it can be. But okay. all I'm going to tell y'all is it's funny. Y'all going to laugh at me about this. I don't like when black folks in the theater and be doing all that motherfucking talking. I don't. I like to watch the motherfucking movie. But it's But we fun. can still bring snacks. Hold on, but watch this though. Watch okay, this. Okay. But I'm making my movie so that black folks can scream and holler. They're gonna be like, hell yeah, fuck the police. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I gotta tell y'all this one scene that uh, I really like. So the police are coming, uh, my character's name is Billy. Mm -hmm. And the police are coming and he see him outside, you know, it's about 10 of them. But he didn't send the homies to each of the policemen's house. He researched all the policemen. And he sent the homies to their house because he knew okay. that, that the police were coming. And he was like, before y'all come in my house, y'all need to call home. And one of them called home, realized somebody was in their house, and then he took off. Mm -hmm. And then they start trailing off one by one, and only the police chief is left. Um, and I, I look, I walk out, and I tell the, I stand on the porch, and I tell the police chief, I was like, the next time you take one of our innocent children, we're gonna take one of yours. Mm. He walked back in the house, and it's that kind of stuff. Although it's That's gonna deep, be all yeah. the action and explosions and stuff. I try to make sure that in every every section of a movie mm -hmm. that there is something that I want to plant in the psyche of our people. And we're not used to seeing that kind of freedom. Right. I want you all to think about this, and I'm serious. Bro, really, think about this. We don't even win in our own fucking movies. Mm -hmm. How the fuck you going to be black and you don't win in your own movies? Right. How you going to make a fucking video and you die in your own fucking video. Right. Shit. Y'all go watch my video, Black, Black Fist. I don't give a fuck whether, <laughs> you like, we gonna you win winning. every motherfucking you time. You living, you winning, So, So watch this. Y'all don't, don't get teary-eyed, but I'm serious. One of the reasons why I started the Band of Vision is because it was this four-year-old black girl. She came in crying uncontrollably, and she asked her black father, she said, Daddy, he said, baby, why are you crying? Why are you crying? Stop. And she said, Daddy, are there gonna be any black folks in the future? He said, why? She said, because I was watching the Jetsons and I didn't see none. Um, Sci-fi movies are preparing you for the future. Right. So if you don't see no black person and the only person you see is Samuel L. Jackson, these damn snakes on the plane. Right. He the only black person in the whole fucking universe. Right. Like they're preparing you for a future without us. Mm -hmm. You feel me? If y'all notice all these commercials, they have all these blended families, but they barely ever have a black man, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? In those families. I was just telling uh, Corey how they've been changing it around. I've noticed that too. Yeah, mm -hmm. so they're preparing you for a future without the black man. Mm -hmm. Whether they put you in jail or execute you or whatever it may end up being. 
I just thank God that I have the discernment to see those types of things and realize that it's not white people's responsibility to change those images, it's ours. Right. But the thing is, if I make them, then motherfuckers don't get out like they're supposed to, which black folks do support me like a motherfucker, thank you. But not just me, yeah. other people who make those types of movements. I'll give you a really good example. I, I really want to say this. I hadn't said this nowhere else. I watched how people criticized Tyler Perry, right? Mm -hmm. um, he had, what's that movie, Latoria, The Family That, uh, is it The Family That Prays? The Family That Prays. Okay, I don't give a fuck when no motherfucker say, that movie was jamming as fuck. Didn't nobody watch that motherfucker. They, they criticize his movies and he put out some fucking mm -hmm. dope shit and don't nobody watch that right. motherfucker. I don't think the fucking uh, uh, attendants at the movie theater watched that motherfucker. They were standing in that bitch. But then all the movies, all the movies that people criticize him on, people buy four million five hundred six. Mm -hmm. I think Martians come from like Mars and come and watch the motherfuckers. So it's like you can't criticize him if he makes the effort. Mm -hmm. And as a businessman, he shouldn't make other movies like that if you don't fucking buy them. Right. That's the same way I, I talk about conscious music. Me and Lee was having this conversation yesterday when a young lady said, "You got to keep making conscious music." We said, when we think about it, Nick, motherfuckers talk about the fact that they want more, but if they really wanted more, conscious people would be the ones that control culture. Mm -hmm. They would be rich as fuck. Yeah. Talib Kweli would be, he'd have his own Learjet in this motherfucker. Right, you right. know what I'm saying? But you don't think that's the industry that keeps feeding everybody all that stuff too? So then you kind of push that away. No, because so you know? if you put out some nigga shit, ain't nobody, ain't no, ain't no company putting that out. Nick, Niggas find nigga shit. I'm talking about that motherfucker could be in Lithuania. If that shit bumping and got some 808 and be like, nigga, smoke that dope, nigga. Right. And then you heard that Lithuanian motherfucker that said smoke that dope, nigga. That nigga jamming. But, 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 but like, we, we, we have to support. Right. And the real truth is, even those of us who say that we are conscious, if other people are not doing it, then it's our responsibility to buy two of them. Mm -hmm. You know? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, we just have, I could just talk to you all day, but you know, we got to Latoya, Latoya. She going to get mad at me when y'all turn around, she be like, right. and then when y'all turn around, she be like, <laughs> wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> she be like, there you go. <laughs> she was like, you can keep going. Right. No, nah, she didn't do that. I'm just nah, Did y'all see Dave Chappelle when he was uh he was the white dude? He was the white he had dressed up like a white dude, right? And the dude was over there crying. Oh, but he was on camera on the news and he was a newscaster. And he was like, You all stop those cameras. Don't you see him crying? He was like, <laughs> all right, Ricky, she said we'd keep going. No, but I'm, <laughs> I wanted to say, uh, so you have Chad that's out mm -hmm. with Bun B. Mm -hmm. You got your movie that you're working on. What else do you have? Oh, I know what I got to start for? doing. Lee, we got to do better with this. Um, we got Benny the Butcher. And just screaming out, Lee. It, it, we got Two Chains. Huh? We got T.I. We got uh, Juicy J. Duke Deuce. Who? We got Bun B, of course. Uh, Method Man Conway. Uh, who else? Devin. Oh yeah, Devin the Dude! Oh, Raheem Devon. Uh, man, we just, huh? Anthony Hamilton, show it, dude. Okay. Uh, oh, um, what's my homeboy? Uh, huh? Eric Bellinger, the homie. 
Uh, we, man, this album's so jamming. We're going to take this shit. The God Box 2 is what I'm saying. Make sure you go to davidbanner.com. We also got some very big technology that's going to help our community in a very big way. And y'all can go to davidbanner.com right now. Go buy some clothes and make sure that you sign up so when this technology come out, we can make sure that everybody a part of it. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, well, we do a little thing called either or and mm -hmm. fill in the blank. Okay. They're kind of tame, so you'll be all right. No, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, so fill in the blank. Uh, we'll start with those. I feel like people are lying when they do blank. Say no cap. They I usually capping when they say no cap. <laughs> and then you know up front that, that they're about to lie. Yeah. Okay, blank is a bad habit I have. I can't say that. I feel awkward. What? A bad habit that I have. Um, I think I care about people too much. I don't feel like that's a bad habit. Well, I mean, if you don't take care of yourself, it is a bad habit. You know what I'm saying? Because people don't take care of me. Okay. If people, if people were reciprocal, then it wouldn't be no problem. But what's funny is that black people we are so traumatized that we, we spend more money and give more reverence to people that teach, treat us like white people treat us. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk with our mouth about better things, but we give our money to bullshit. Black right. people spend more money on consumer goods than anybody else mm -hmm. and don't spend it with people that look like us. Right. If we acted like other communities and just spent our money with us, we would be self-sustainable. Mm -hmm. I had this, I had this saying that if I had you, I wouldn't need them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Come on, I'm ready. That, that was uh, that was the other thing I, I was gonna ask you. Um, is a phrase that you always say. Can I tell y'all? It would be really dope if I could have like the old Chicago Bulls. You you know the like the rip off jersey. Yeah. So like when uh, when I'm with my gal and I'm about to get down and like I've been working in the gym and I could just come home and be like, coming up first is Mr. David. Wop! I'm here, baby. About to shoot around if you know what I'm talking about. All right, go ahead. Next question. <laughs> okay, so Blank is a person I look up to, but they don't even know it. Ice Cube. Really? You ain't like, told them? Like I, like when I when I look at my career, like I I want to be like Ice Cube. Mm -hmm. Like people didn't look at him as an A-list star. And he said fuck them and start creating his own mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't give Ice Cube the credit. Like he went from the West Coast being the top motherfucker on the West Coast, mm -hmm. went to the East Coast and mm -hmm. tore that shit up. And because he's so popular as an actor, I don't know why black folk do this. Because we popping in one side, we don't want to get people, you know, they just do on the other I side. Like, I don't never hear him in a conversation as one of the motherfuckers who really killed that music shit. Right. Like, and so we so inundated with right now, we don't want to give our just do. Like, mm -hmm. that man did it. You know what I mean? Right. And as a businessman, he's self-sustainable. He don't sit around and wait for other people to see him. Or he don't audition and wait for other motherfuckers. He go and make his own shit. So like, that's one of the people that I, I, I look up to that I don't talk enough about. Um, also, um, I would really want to thank Scarface. Um, he's one of the people that silently you know, kept me from going crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times when I wanted to do some really bad shit, I remember one time I really wanted to hurt somebody. And I, I called Scarface because 
my mentor taught me if you have good mentors, you have to seek counsel. Mm -hmm. So just so I wouldn't blow my mentor off, I said, I got to call one of my mentors. But I knew Scarface was going to tell me to, to, to run that motherfucker up through there. Mm -hmm. And he said, Banner, sit your ass down. <laughs> sit your rich ass down somewhere, right. man. That's cool that Scarface yeah. is one of your mentors, though. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Okay, so we'll finish up with some either ors and wrap it up. So who would you let babysit your kids if you had kids? Kanye or Lil Boosie? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Lil Boosie, by far. Lil Boosie? Hell yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Why, but why I, not? You had not, You don't want you to you you had... get me in trouble. I, it, by far, Lil Boosie, because <laughs> people can say what they want to about Boosie. They may not like what he say, but what, they don't like what he say. But if you, if you take away all of the jargon, mm -hmm. He's living like an old Southern man does. He lives by that old law. People can say what they want to, but you can't deny that he don't have a motherfucking point. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and, and the difference between me and other people is I know his heart. Right. He means the best. He really want to see people do better, and he don't take that shit. That's who I want my kids to be like. If I had to choose... Okay, if you choose the boots. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you're on a date and she unexpectedly brings her friends, will you pay for her and her friends or just kind of dip out? If a friend lets Sally um, <laughs> have a little fun, knowing to Matt, <laughs> I pay for everybody, knowing to Matt. <laughs> Latoya, yeah! <laughs> she be talking that shit, she with the bullshit. I know, I know. She with the... I got Latoria car and I thought she was gonna play gospel. That oh, shit no. was so fucking ratchet. What? I was like, get Latoria! I don't even listen to that. <laughs> Scrub that thing on the floor. Hold on, Latoria! I like that. No, when I got in, it did gospel did start. It started off. with the gospel. But then it took a bad turn. But that is balance. You're right. You can't lie, Latoria. We were jamming in that bitch. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm ready. Okay, do you trust Drake or Future to pick your girlfriend up from work? Um, can I say it like I want to say it? Yeah, you can. It don't matter. It can be either one of them because she a hoe, she gonna fuck. If she not, can't nobody fuck her. You right. So I want my girl, I, I want my girl to be in that environment. I want to learn early. Mm -hmm. So it don't matter. Can't nobody, unless somebody rape her, mm -hmm. can't nobody take that pussy. So if right. it belongs to the street, ain't shit I can do about it regardless. You right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck what nobody doing. Women get mad at me because I don't trip. Take your ass on. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing I can do. If you a queen, I don't care how much I do. You either going to leave me or you're going to continue doing what you do. And if you a hoe, no matter how good I treat you, you're going to find a way to put a dick in your mouth. I can't do shit about that. It took therapy for me to realize you can't control nobody but yourself. Right. So I'd rather send her to Future, because Future gonna get it up out of her. <laughs> right. No, I'm serious. I'm not. No, you're right. No, no I'm really right. like, I'm, I'm gonna stop beating around the motherfucking bush. Yeah. Right. Her being a hoe ain't got nothing to do with my actions or what I do. Right. She ain't got nothing to do with me being a gentleman and a god. Right. If it take her to make me be that, then I ain't real. Right. I like that answer. Baby, that was to the point. Mm -hmm. Okay, so who are you trusting to do your taxes? Wesley Snipes or Juvenile? I ain't trusting no other man to do my taxes. I do my own shit. I don't let nobody else fuck with my money. I'm dead there you shit. go. Yep. Make sure you sign your my, own check. My mentor, David Moody, told me, he said, when you was in the streets, did anybody else count your money? 
I said, no, sir. He said, then why in the fuck are you letting somebody count your money now? I fire my accountant the next week. Lee, what do I always keep with me? A little black book, mm -hmm. like the mob. I know what every dime of my money is. Damn straight. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm talking about. Okay, so uh, last one. Who would you want to pray over your food? Ain't nobody praying over my food. I don't know what them Negroes into. I had an ex girl. <laughs> No, I'm dead serious, man. You don't know what nobody into. They can, they can say they for God. And they might not know. They be, might be praying to the wrong motherfucking thing. I used to have a gal. She actually one of the biggest actors in the world. Y'all, actresses Ooh. in the world. Who would that be? Y'all didn't know I was beaten. Who? Uh, who, who would that be? <laughs> Mr. Banner? Hold on. Who just be, I ain't say her name, Latoria. <laughs> People need to know that I just slipped off into some good things before. Right. We do need to know. We need to know. It wasn't respectfully. I beat. I, I was beating like a damn silverback gorilla. Right? <laughs> no, but seriously, don't. She used to try to talk in tongues, and I used to tell her, "Don't, don't do that what? shit with me. You don't even know what the fuck you're saying. Right. You don't know who." No, I'm serious. Right. No, I'm serious. If you talking some shit that you don't know what you doing when you come out your so-called yeah. trans, and they don't be in no motherfucking trance. That be some bull. What, she so, put on a whole show I don't know. for but you. But I told her, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> like, don't do that shit around me. I'm yeah. dead serious because I'm serious about God. Mm -hmm. I don't play with my spirituality. Mm -hmm. And my relationship with God got to do with me. Like, I hate when preachers try to tell you what God got for you. You don't know nothing about what God got for me. Oh you barely God. know what God got for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't let nobody pray over me. We can pray together. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no problem with praying together, but don't pray over me. I don't really know what you into. You really don't know nobody but yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So some people I trust more than others, but I don't let nobody pray over me. And I don't let too many people touch or cook, or cook my food. I don't, play, I don't play about what comes into my body. Yeah. You know, um, and and, uh, and I, just like I told you all about Boosie, there's a lot of things I say because I like to make keep people upbeat, mm -hmm. but I know the shit that I say hit people hard. But we need to tell the truth about this shit. Motherfuckers is playing with God, and they ain't about God. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people in our communities who say they're about God, they're the biggest problem in our communities. And we, we got to start holding these motherfuckers accountable. Like, you ain't about God. Excuse me, Latoria, I apologize. I know you represent me. But a lot of these motherfuckers be talking about God, they be doing more fucking than any other other players on the streets. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I respect a dope dealer more than I respect a lot of these so-called preachers, well, sorry, religious people, um, because at least the dope dealer tell you what he is. He ain't right. trying to front. He ain't making you put no dope in your mouth, but you making a, a sound choice. But a person is tricking people into God and telling them about God and they riding around in the neighborhood in Lamborghinis and shit mm -hmm. and the whole community fucked up. Right. My homeboy Pretty Ken, this is what I'll leave y'all with. My homeboy Pretty Ken out of Atlanta said the most powerful shit. He said the black church could change the economic mm -hmm. scope of the hood in one church session. Mm -hmm. He said, watch this, giving all credit to Pretty Ken. He said, in these super churches. He said, imagine if the pastor stood up and said, how many of y'all do hair? Right. Everybody that did hair stood up. Say, all right, I'm gonna give y'all enough money to open up a beauty salon and all y'all gotta do is pay 10% a month back to the church, which you're supposed to do anyway if right. you're paying your tithes, you're paying right? Your tithes. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, y'all get together. Now, how many of y'all in the church get your hair done? 
all right, this, these are the only people that you're going to get your hair done from. Because people in, in the Jewish community, they do this, That's right? Yeah. All right, cool. How many people do lawns, mm -hmm. do landscaping, stand up? All right, we're going to get y'all equipment. How many of y'all need y'all uh, y'all yard done? All right, these are the only people who go cut your yard. Bam, give me my 10%, fool. All right, who's lawyer in here? Who's whatever in here? Right. These are the only people that we're going to give our money to. Right. It would change the scope of the black community in one fucking sweep. All right, y'all. We got a ballot. Because most black folks don't know, but two people on the, on the voting ballot. We're going to fill the fucking ballot out for you. Here, here goes some sheets. These are the exact people that we are going to vote for. Mm -hmm. All right, you motherfucker, this is what we want. This is our list. We ain't going to vote for you unless you do this. And right. if you don't do it, we coming to see you. Right. Period. See how simple that was? Right. We just changed the hood. Now, you make sure that you go out and support the God Box 2 new single, uh, Swingin', a.k.a. Chad. It's coming out on the 27th. Uh, I know y'all going to see this a whole bunch of times. It'll probably be over, but I'm still going to say it. I will be at 5015 Almeda this summer, <laughs> uh, this Sunday. And by the time y'all see this, y'all probably going to be like, damn, he tore that motherfucker apart. So I'm telling you what's going to happen in the motherfucking future because I'm a soothsayer. Thank you. My name is David Benner. Y'all have a great day. Huh. Talking too loud.